You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of our Charity Church Podcast. I guess, Tommy, we could call it the post-sermon discussion. That sounds as good as anything. (laughs) I don't have many creative cells in my brain, so we'll go with that. We'll go with that. And uh, thank you for listening in. And this past couple of weeks, we had kicked off this new series entitled Travel Light. And the purpose behind that is to to get rid of some of the weight of life that is holding us down. And so far, the response has been fantastic. Yeah, because I, I think that almost without a doubt, anxiety strikes accord with everybody with everyone that's right even kids these days that's right i think that has to do with the amount of stimulation we receive and somebody told me today that um our average input on information is about i think they told me 36 gigs of information or 32 gigs of information per week wow which is more than most devices computer devices can really process well. Yeah, I think the thing that freaked me out most about that was the quote from Robert Lay that said the average high school student, teenager, is walking around with the same amount of stress and anxiety as the average mental ward patient from the 1950s. Wow. And so just... And the funny thing is, I remember when I was growing up, I grew up in Louisiana, and there was a place down in central Louisiana that was called Pineville, and it was the mental institution. And you always, you know, probably back then it wasn't very politically correct, but you'd say, hey, you're going to be going to Pineville if you're not careful, you know. And now that would be prominent. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. There's times I'd want to be locked That's up. That's exactly <laughs> okay. right. Just give me a padded cell that I can bounce off That's of exactly and right. deal with some of the stress that I have in life. One last thought on the anxiety is just doing the study. Uh, the more I was studying for that, the more I realized that wasn't a suggestion that Paul and Jesus were given, um, but much more so of a command. And so I was thinking, you know, is it a sin to be anxious? And I thought, well, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I Thank kind you. of yeah, <laughs> you, you were going to anyway, so figured I could I like that opportunity. Yeah. Um, but uh, feeling anxiety come on is kind of like feeling a temptation. It's not a it's not a sin to be tempted. It's not a sin to feel anxious. It's a sin when we dwell in it. Yeah, and so the whole point of that is how do we refocus and redirect and get out of that. Now it's it's the response to there you go the temptation is the response to the uh, stimulus whatever it is that's causing the anxiety or as we'll talk about in a moment the anger. I, I'm glad you agreed with me because if you didn't, <laughs> I, I was afraid I was going to get angry. We were going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so we we wanted this series to be um, a way for people to just unload the things that weigh us down, and right. and I know that anxiety. You don't just, okay, I'm done with it, and you walk away. It's not like putting down a backpack. That's why I said practice these things. Practice, yeah. I love it. Put it into practice. And just like any sport, the more we practice, the more natural it becomes. As long as, yeah, exactly, because it's muscle memory. That's right. It's mental. Years ago, I, you know, you always heard people say practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Right. 
but that's not the case. I have practiced a bad golf swing. There you go. That's for right. years, yeah. and it has never made perfect. Right. But I heard somebody else say years ago, and I can't remember who it was. They said practice makes permanent. Hmm. And so whatever you're practicing is what you are going to permanently instill in you over the long haul. So in your message, what was the practice that needs to be made permanent? Redirecting and thinking on the things that are true and just and commendable and honorable, basically attributes of God. Refocus, think on God, not the world. There you go. So practice those things, right. and eventually, and it may not happen the first time, but eventually that practice will hopefully make permanent a life that is alleviated of the weighing down <clears throat> of stress it's over like the long you, haul. you practice in your golf game. I used to beat you, and you've practiced Whatever. and practiced and practiced, and now you permanently beat me. Well, you just don't ever play with me anymore, <laughs> so we don't know that that's the case oh, for sure. Man. And then this next week, or this past week, uh, we continued that, and I, I, speak, I spoke on um, anger. anger. Yeah. Anger. Uh, again, it's one of those that I've gotten a lot of feedback on, just like you did. Nowhere near what you got on anxiety, no. by the way. Social media was lit up because I, I just know that hit. Which, when Everybody. I knew that you were speaking on that in a couple of other places, I thought, that is just the perfect way to start this off because so many people deal with it. And right. it was obvious that people, it just it just struck a, a chord with a lot of people. Right. And I hope a lot of people have gotten some relief from that. So we followed it up with anger. And, um, you know, from Ephesians uh, chapter four, and uh, and really, uh, you know, we started it out where Paul wrote in verse 26, he says, be angry and do not sin. Yeah. So when you started your message and you, I love how you highlighted just the first two words, be angry, be angry. and that's all it showed, I thought we're about to get the shortest message from Marty ever. And I love it. I thought you were going to say, be angry. Let's pray and send us on our <laughs> well, way. Listen, and I even said it in the message. I like getting angry. Right. Feels good. It does. Yeah. It feels, it feels good to be mad. Yeah. But what's bad is to hang on to mad. Right. That's right. That's and when exactly. we hang on to it too long. And what I wanted to talk about a little bit today and kind of flesh out a little bit more is that next part, be angry and do not sin. Mm. And I think a lot of questions swirl around that idea of being angry and not sinning. Right. Because Paul gave permission yeah. to some degree to be angry. One of the things that struck me when you were teaching was uh, you were talking about, and we've all experienced it probably when you Christians are great at putting on the facade. Putting on the happy face, right? You you fight. I don't know. I see a few old Sunday that aren't even trying. <laughs> they, they, they just left the angry face or out, on. Out, out the community. Well, we won't say they're at church. Okay, they're in the community. Hey, I did tell the church one time. It, it was just I don't know. It was a swing and a miss, I guess. I said I know y'all are having fun. Some of you just need to remind your face of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but how we we can put on this this face, this facade that everything's great. And we just fought the whole way here. We were yelling at our kids. Um, and I thought about that, about Christians and how we justify our anger. And mm -hmm. so I had a question for you is, um, you know, Christians love to use the phrase righteous anger. Yeah. And they love to justify 
yeah, I was angry, but it, but it was a righteous yeah, anger. Sure. So, how do you think that can present? Oh, issues? I think. Well, I, I think it can present itself in a lot, and I, I've thought about that even more. Um, different examples from Scripture. Um, you know, Moses. I've been reading through uh, Exodus. Exodus and 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 some of the Old Testament passages there. And Moses um, was a man, and you know what happens with humanity? We get mad right. at people. And uh, I was thinking about how you know he went up on the mountain, received the Ten Commandments, came back down. And I'm thinking, he has these stones that have the handwriting of God on them. And he came down, and the people had created this golden calf. Mm. And do you know what he did? Do you remember what he did with the Ten Commandments that God smashed had written? Smashed them. He smashed yeah. them. No point. And he no. had to go get up and get another copy. Not good. And uh, remind me, if I'm wrong, I can't remember in the passage, but did he not grind up the golden calf and make the people drink the water? I don't know. Am I that remembering that? amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I'm remembering <laughs> that incorrectly. Um but but I, I yeah he would just do extreme things. I mean he, that's he's a, a guy. twist on communion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, no doubt about it. <laughs> We're gonna have golden calf. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but so he did that, and then you know he he got so angry he killed the Egyptian that's that right. was uh, yep. you know mistreating the Hebrews, and then you go on and you know he had created this miracle of water coming out of a rock by striking it with the uh, with his staff. Later on, God told him to only speak to it, right. and because he was angry, and he was righteously angry, right. the people were disobeying God. Uh, when he came down from the mountain, they had made this golden calf. They had, they were creating an idol. I mean, here he was bringing down the Ten Commandments, and the verse, very first one is, thou shalt have no other God before me, and number two is, don't make any golden images. Okay, or, or And he, he sees both of them right there. Right there, right yeah. there. And so he smashes, and we go, yeah, way to go, Moses. I mean, I would be mad too. Be right. ticked at those people and let them know how mad you are. And then same thing with the rock. The people have been disobedient. They were grumbling. They were murmuring. They were wanting to go back to Egypt. So he strikes the rock. Disobeyed God. Disobeyed what? But God, the water flowed. Right. Still flowed out. God's faithful. Yeah. Regardless of our disobedience. Exactly. He's gonna. He's going to give his blessing where his blessing is promised for sure. Right. But I was thinking about it this way. I think that the conception of anger may be righteous. Mm -hmm. What causes us anger? Injustice in the world. Um, People who, you know, aren't faithful to God. Uh, God is not a priority. Sometimes we get angry about that kind of stuff. And so I think the conception of it is okay, but the problem is the expression of it Mm. is where the sin comes in. Um, That's good. And I actually, yes, sir. (laughs) I I just saw something from a friend on uh, social media earlier today, not saying names, um, nobody here, but he, you could tell there was, it seemed almost like a righteous anger Mm -hmm. to the unsaved world and how he was throwing up his hands and he said, I'm just done having conversations with that. Yeah. And I thought, well, kind of what you were saying, that's expressing itself poorly yeah right i mean yeah we should have a righteous anger when we see somebody far from god but that anger stems from that they're caught up in the world yeah yeah that satan has deceived them exactly yeah but it's it should express itself in love Mm -hmm. right and we 
keep going after them and keep going after them, keep having those tough conversations. And so, and it, it just made me sad when I saw that. Yeah. And I think that's righteous, righteously so, because the, when we see the, and I think we misdirect our anger as well. Uh, you know, it's, uh, like, you know, he smashed the 10 commandments, which wasn't their fault that, that the, met people that disobedient and created the golden image. So he smashes that. And, you know, we don't know that that God called that a sin, right? That expresses his, his anger that was righteous. But we do know that when he struck the rock, it was sin. And you know, the, the, the thing about that is, um, man, it can have lasting consequences. In the Mm -hmm. summer, we did the series in the book of Joshua, right? And we saw that because he disobeyed God, he was not, Moses, a hero right. of our faith, was not allowed to enter the promised land. Yeah. Let him to, passed, Joshua let him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was, you know, mentioning earlier that sometimes when we sin, when we lash out in anger, it has lasting consequences. Mm-hmm. Lee and I just celebrated 23 years of marriage. And I said that when I was young, I was so hot-headed and in anger one time, um, I said something to her just a few years into our marriage, and it still stings to this day. Hmm. And so I, I, I would it. love to hear that story, but you might not uh, Off the microphone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't um, want to broadcast that no, to our 17 listeners? No. Oh, man. Um, but, you know, that's one of the reasons I loved uh, when you cross-referenced and used James last week because Mm. James says so much about the tongue and the tongue is the thing that gets me in trouble so often. And just kind of a challenge to myself and to others when James says, you know, we, we give praises to our Lord and father and in the same breath curse others. And it says, my brothers, this should not be. And I just thought, man, the tongue is a powerful thing. It is. And again, I, I think, there are things that we ought to be angry about. And, you know, you're talking about the, the social media post. Um, and I don't know where I heard this, but years ago I heard somebody say that we have anger toward people who are acting exactly the way people who don't know Jesus should act. Why do we get mad when people of the world act like the world? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what would we expect? Anything? Uh, well, right. Why would we expect someone who's not a follower of Jesus to act like a follower of Jesus? What I expect out of myself right. and other people who claim to be followers of Jesus, right. I expect us to act like Jesus. That's right. We and should look different than the world. Absolutely. Yeah. We should look different than the world. And not just that, I think that the world should look at us and go, you know, I may not believe what they believe, That's right. but they sure have some things together. That's right. They don't deal with anxiety quite the way I do. And they don't deal with anger the way I would, because I don't deal with anger very well. Mm. You know, I, I, I can get angry and, and I can cross over that line of, of sin Pretty easily, mm-hmm. pretty easily. And it's only after the fact that I go, what have I done? What have I done? You know, over the years, <clears throat> kind of a, a way I measure 
how am I living a life that models Christ and not the world is how often do people come up and say something is different about you mm-hmm. that, that don't know what we do for a living. They say something's different about you. I don't know what it is, but I'd like to know. Or do I look so much like the rest of the world? Am I reacting in my anger, expressing my anger the way that the world does to where I look no different? Yeah. So, and that's what that that's what ought to really infuriate us. Yeah, is when we just don't look any different and don't act any different. You know, in the message, we kind of I probably dealt more with anger that carries over from different parts of your life, relationships, and thing. But I think that on the daily basis, we may not always be dealing with that because you know, even if I can put some of that away and bury it, like we talked about in Sun in Sunday's message. I'm still going to get mad in traffic. I'm still going to get mad at home. I'm still going to get mad at somebody or some situation. At your knucklehead employees? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't necessarily go that far. It's a perfect team that we have here. and uh, But but just getting angry on a regular basis, and how do we deal with that? And so uh, sometimes even the conception of that anger is born out of a bad heart. Mm. You know, it's just... Like I, you know, I talked about yeah. being in line for the burrito. <laughs> but I love the vulnerability when you said that you'll even look at Tracy and say, where did that come from? Yeah. yeah. That's a self-examination. Exactly. And, and so we have to recognize that in ourselves. And we, we, we have places, I think, where anger is justifiable, but we can't always just label, label our anger as righteous anger. Because it's not always righteous anger. That's right. I think we we like to Christianize stuff a little bit too often. We're pretty good at it. We are. Yeah. We are very good at it. And we like to Christianize our sinful tendencies, and we'll call it righteous anger when really it's just sinful anger. There you go. And it's, it, it's born out of a heart of selfishness. But I think that for both the weeks, the antidote to anxiety— and the antidote to anger is found only in Christ. Yeah, and I believe that the the practical steps for both um, are for some people that might be a a daily check, mm-hmm. but for some people that might be a moment by moment check. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And just turning to Him and turning to Him and putting it into practice. Yeah, yeah. And how did how did uh, um, Paul finish it up there when we talked about it? He said, be kind to each other. There you go. Let's just start by being nice. That's it. You know, as I said Sunday, it's just, it's just when you're in line at the burrito place. That's taking 40 minutes. That's taking way <laughs> too long. Okay. And it is way too hot in that building. When you get to the counter, even though there may be anger inside, it does not always have to express itself. Mm. Well, I just need to tell everybody what I think. No, you don't. That's right. That makes you feel better, but it doesn't make them feel better. That's right. That guy behind the counter, he knew there were some people that weren't happy about what was happening two places over from him. That's right. All right. So I think for us, it's it's just, let's just start by being nice as followers of Jesus. Okay. That's our instruction for us specifically. Be nice. Tenderhearted. Kind of trying to heart check, heart check exactly, mm-hmm. which is where you know anger is the it's the fruit of that's the right. root of something that's inside us, and and then 
He says, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's right. I just need that reminder more often. I do too. We don't have a right to hold on to unforgiveness. No. When we view ourselves in light of God. Yeah. We, I think we, we, when we look at the cross, mm. a lot of things should fade away. That's right. A lot of things should fade away. So, so what are you talking about this week? This week, we're going to go one step further into uh, this series, and it's Father's Day, okay? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you, too. And uh, and I think a lot of dads and a lot of people in general, so it's not just for dads. I think it's going to be um, you know, more or less for, for all of us, but I'm going to be talking uh, more about um, the past that we hang on to. Mm. And how oftentimes we let the past affect our future. Mm. And so we need to put the past in the past. And we need to move on to what God has for us in the future. So That'll preach. I I'm looking forward it does. to it. I hope it does. I hope it's a life-changing for you, Tom. Amen. I really do. Thank I you. I really do. So, hey, anything, anything else you want to add? No, I enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our first one. Hey, share it on uh, pod on your podcast choice, uh, whatever that might be, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, and then share that out. And let's see if we can get this listening audience up. And we'll be back next week, Lord willing. Sounds good. All right. 